It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's a Thursday morning here at Wax. Hank of the day. It's chore time. Bob and Joe with you. And lots going on around the area today and tomorrow. Busy, busy time. And we're not talking about uh, getting out in the fields or doing anything like that. We've got agriculture secretaries, both from Washington and Madison, coming to our area in the next couple of days. And you'll be busy with the... uh, USDA secretary later on this morning. I'm going to head over to the Arkansas farm in Pepin County and check out what's going on. Yeah, he's going to uh, announce on the farm that partnerships for climate smart commodities, and that's about a $2.8 billion program. It covers crops, it covers dairy, it covers livestock, it covers all kinds of things, and we'll have more on that as we go along this morning. Then tomorrow, Randy Romanski will be at the UW River Falls College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences to talk about a new meat program. So uh, Jill is going to get uh, some exposure to that. Why, Jill? Because I'm going to be uh, spending time with my son who's in the Army. He hasn't been home for about four years. I've only seen him once in about the last three, four years. And so he's flying in today, so I'll be heading over to Minneapolis to pick him up and bring him home and uh, hopefully spend some <laughs> quality time with my son, who is now, well, over 18 years in the U.S. Army. So uh, he finally got some leave time, and so I'm going to enjoy time with him. I've spent time with both agriculture secretaries in my time, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> and more recently than I have with my son. So I'm going to spend some time with my son, and uh, Jill is going to do a great job uh, talking to both USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack and also Randy Romanski, our Wisconsin Secretary of Agriculture. So those are the the main things going on, and uh, we've got other things to talk about this morning. A big deal over in uh, Loyal going on today. We're going to hear about that. And it's tractors for autism, and that caught my attention, so I, I talked to some folks about that, and we'll hear what that program's all about. That is coming up today, September 15th, in Loyal, and it's tractors for autism, and we're going to hear about that as well this morning. So we got lots to do on a day-to-day that should be awfully, awfully nice. Great day to welcome the uh, USDA Secretary into western Wisconsin, down into Pepin County, and, uh, you know, he was governor of Iowa, and Pepin County doesn't look a whole lot like Iowa, so he should enjoy his time on a beautiful sunny days in Pepin County. So that's coming up a lot, including some awfully nice weather. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. A beautiful day today. It looks like partly sunny, low 80s, down to about 61 overnight. Then tomorrow, later on, there is a chance of rain. So if you're going to a high school football game, yeah, you might want to take your rain slicker along. I don't think it's going to be real hard rain, but uh, it could be out there. But uh, then partly cloudy on Saturday. It looked like 80 degrees Friday and Saturday. Maybe another shot of rain on Sunday, upper 70s, and then back to 80 degrees during the Monday and Tuesday run. Partly cloudy both days. In fact, it'll be about 85 next Tuesday. Right now, we're looking at 61 degrees here in the 
Chippewa Valley on a busy Thursday at WAC. Hey, we're about a minute after five already. This is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, let's get some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders has blocked a Republican request forcing railroad workers to accept nonpartisan panel recommendations to avoid a strike. The resolution would have required railroad workers adopt outlines of a labor deal, with the independent senator arguing that railroad companies should start treating workers more fairly. The first national rail strike in 30 years could start Friday, unless a new contract can be hammered out. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham is defending a newly proposed federal bill that would ban abortions after 15 weeks. I'm proudly pro-life, and I have no apology for being pro-life. The South Carolina lawmaker introduced the Protecting Pain-Capable Unborn Children from Late-Term Abortions Act this week. It would prohibit doctors from providing abortions after that time, except in situations involving rape, incest, or risks to the patient's health, while also leaving in place more restrictive state laws. Graham claims the legislation would put the U.S. on par with many European countries. A Chicago federal jury has convicted disgraced R&B singer R. Kelly on child pornography charges. Brian Shook reports. The jury found Kelly guilty on three counts of his indictment, including the sexual exploitation of Jane Doe when she was a minor. Kelly and both of his co-defendants were acquitted on charges of conspiring to obstruct justice in Kelly's 2002 court case. Jane Doe testified for the first time and told the court Kelly had sexually abused her innumerable times when she was a minor. This guilty verdict is the second conviction for Kelly in the past year. I'm Brian Shook. And a new report says former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows is cooperating with the Justice Department in a probe into last year's Capitol attack. CNN says Meadows has complied with a subpoena from the department and given them the same materials he gave to the House January the 6th committee. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And if you're just rolling out, uh, heading to the other farm to do chores, getting ready to leave for home for a third shift, getting ready to go to your workshop, shouldn't be a bad morning to do it. I don't think there's any fog out. Did you run into fog coming in? Nope, it was all clear. All right, so it's a nice clear morning out there, and it should stay that way for the day. Partly sunny in 82. Chance of rain tomorrow. Maybe some rain during high school football tomorrow night, but uh, it'll be warm. 80, 80 on Saturday, partly cloudy. Maybe a little chance of rain again on Sunday, upper 70s. Then Monday and Tuesday, we're looking for partly cloudy conditions, but by Tuesday, it's going to be back to 85. It's not fall yet. Rice Lake, 60. We've got Medford at 55. Wausau at 56. Medford, or excuse me, Marshfield at 57. La Crosse at 63. Green Bay's cool this morning, down to 51. Madison is, too, at 55 in the Sun Prairie area. Milwaukee at 62. Black River Falls at 59 this morning. And a very pleasant 61 degrees here in the Chippewa Falls, Eau Claire area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Here, let's find out more about the markets this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance and Jill with the Cash Livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 135 to 156 with mixed at 111 to 134. Choice fed beef heifers are 135 to 154 with mixed at 90 to 134. Choice fed Holstein steers are 126 to 138 with select and silage fed steers 110 to 125. Cows are 72 to 98. Bulls are 75 to 113. Butcher hogs are 70 to 103. Sows are 32 to 64. Boars are 25 to 38 and a half. Shorn market lambs are 95 to 110. Unshorn market lambs are 90 to 104. Feeder lambs are 100 to 200. Ewes are 55 to 100. Small goats are 10 to $160. Medium goats are 75 to $302. Large goats are 100 to $480. And nanny goats are 50 to $320. All right. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures, live cattle, hogs were lower, feeder cattle were higher. October live cattle, 144.35, closing 45 cents lower. December down 40 cents at 150.05. February cattle one fifty four forty seven. That was down twenty five, and April was actually unchanged one fifty eight seventeen. Feeder cattle, as we said, were higher. October one eighty one forty two. That was up ninety. November one eighty two ninety seven. Up sixty two. January one eighty four twenty two. That's up forty five. March one eighty seven ten. That was up forty seven. Hogs lower, as we said. October ninety four seventy down a dollar five. December lean hogs eighty five thirty down forty cents. February down 27 at 89.40, and April at 93.77, that was down 17. On the Board of Trade, corn and beans were lower yesterday, early harvest pressure, also outside markets. We know they haven't been good, and that's put pressure on all commodities. And overnight, besides being down yesterday, December corn down another three cents overnight at 6.79. Oats up three for December at 4.02, December wheat down three to four at eight sixty eight. November soybeans down a fraction, fourteen fifty four. And remember, what about three days ago, corn was or beans rather were fourteen ninety nine, right at fifteen dollars. October meal up two seventy a ton at four thirty two thirty. Barrel cheese and blocks both unchanged or both at two dollars and six cents a pound as barrels were unchanged. Blocks were up six cents. Butter retreated just a little bit, down three and a quarter cents, but still in record territory at three dollars twenty and three quarter cents a pound. September class three down two cents, nineteen ninety one. October unchanged, twenty one sixty one. November down four at twenty one seventy three. December down six at twenty one seventy. And January down eight at twenty one thirty two. And uh, that's where we are as far as markets. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. What are you doing for fall as far as getting your soil ready? Everybody's focused on the harvest, but don't forget the soil that produces that harvest. We'll talk about that next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The growing season is coming to an end very soon, but we still have soil issues to deal with. We're going to talk about that today. Colton Pearson is with us. Colton is a soils agronomist with Midwestern BioAg here in the upper Midwest in Wisconsin and Minnesota. And Colton, what kind of challenges in a pretty good growing season did we see in our soils this year? We had a good growing season in this area, especially, you know, farther west to here, even northeast of here up in northern Wisconsin, uh, a lot of guys face drought. 
it was a very, very tough growing season for a lot of guys. You know, around here in southeast Minnesota, we were we were very lucky, kind of a nice little pocket here, but a lot of guys saw drought. If it wasn't drought, it was possibly too wet. A lot of that results in a lot of a lot of nutrient loss through erosion, stuff like that. And we can't afford that nutrient loss with the cost of these inputs nowadays, Colton. So as we as we look ahead with uh, Midwestern bioag, uh, better farming through better soils is uh, is the tagline with Midwestern bioag. With the soil additives and the things that uh, we've used through Midwestern bioag, as far as stimulating the soil, holding the micronutrients, what kind of benefits did we see and are the farmers seeing out there? We see a lot of guys starting to move towards the cover cropping aspect of it. It started out as kind of a niche group. Now a lot of guys are starting to see the benefits of it. It holds soil together better. It builds an atmosphere in your soil to where microbes and biology can live more efficiently and effectively. You build a rhizosphere with that root mass down there from the cover crop. You're basically building a, an ecosystem where that seed can be planted and whatever it needs it's, it's more readily available. I was going to say it works to, what, cycle of nutrients better in the soil, right? Ab- absolutely. And, and you know, we, at BioAid, we like to use low-salt fertilizers. You know, we don't, we don't like to use the, the sodium chloride, the OO60. Um, we prefer sulfate of potash, which is an OO50, but one's 43% chloride and one's 3%. And chloride is, you know, as we all know, that's what they put on roads. And if you look at what it does to your vehicle, Imagine what it does to your soil. So as we go into fall, Colton, what about uh, nutrient, micronutrient needs? we got, you know, P and K, but then sulfur and, and other things. What's What should we be doing in the fall now to get ready for winter and next spring? I'm a big advocate for doing fall P and K just because, you know, it's one less thing to deal with in the spring. If you have a good fertility program, you're not you're not losing it throughout the fall and winter, especially into the spring. And micronutrients, I've said this before, our, our micro pack is one of the only homogenized micronutrient packs on the market. And in my opinion, it's, you know, obviously I'm biased, but it's, it's a phenomenal product. I mean, you're getting all of your micronutrients that you need for the growing season, and it's all homogenized. You're not spreading different products to where you might have one piece of boron over here and one piece of boron over there. It's all Every pellet has all the micronutrients you need. Efficient and effective with Midwestern BioAg. Better farming through better soils, and uh, it can be done. Give Colton a call. Colton Pearson is a soil agronomist with Midwestern BioAg in the Utica area as we look at what the soils have gone through this year and making them better for the future. Colton Pearson with us from Midwestern BioAg. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 61 degrees right now, 82 partly sunny. Summer day today and uh, ag secretaries from Washington and Madison going to be in our area the next uh, couple of days. What's going on today, Joe? Well, first of all, the Biden administration is investing more money in rural America. The announcement earlier this week was for $2.8 billion going for 70 projects in the first round of payments under the Partnerships For Climate Smart Commodities, their plan is to create more market opportunities for American commodities produced using climate-smart production practices. 
The first round of funding will cover everything from corn to specialty crops, including more than 50,000 farms and between 20 and 25 million acres of production with more than 50 universities involved in the project. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says more money will be added to the program as new Climate Smart projects are announced in the future. He is supposed to make the official announcement at that program later this morning at the Animus Farm in Pepin County. And tomorrow, Wisconsin Agriculture Secretary Randy Romanski will be on the UW River Falls campus for a big announcement. He will join the Ag College facility to announce a new meat processing program at the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences on campus. That new program will be financed through Governor Tony Evers' Meat Talent Development Program, which will provide meat processing opportunities to high school students and will be the first of its kind. And uh, speaking of high school students, we've got uh, one of the rituals of fall, I guess, coming up over in central Wisconsin. Yes, one of central Wisconsin's more popular activities is about to get started for another run this fall. It's the annual Splash of Red Cranberry Tours put on by the students in the Cranberry Science class at Pittsville High School. The first available tour is September 29th, and the tours are open to the public, and you can secure your seat by contacting Pittsville High School. Yeah, those are very popular. Neat, you go out into the cranberry bogs, you go into processing, you get a cranberry lunch, and, you know, I think a lot of groups are always looking for places to go, be it, I don't know, card clubs or quilting bees. Instead of having a quilting bee, let's do something else. These are great. You go over there, you get on a bus, they take you out there. The students actually lead the tour, and uh, that's the only cranberry science program in a high school in the country over there at Pittsville. Lindsay Meisner, of course, leads that program now, taking over for Bill Urban after so many years. But, uh, again, contact Pittsville High School. It's a, it's a great outing. And find out what dates are available. I think it's about 25 bucks a person. Well worth it, that's for sure. 19 minutes after 5, what's going on with agricultural financing? We'll find out. Coming up on WAX, 61 degrees, 82 partly sunny today. It should be another dandy. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Latest news talking about farm income shows interest on ag loans has gone up significantly in 2022, and that will affect net farm income. But where are those interest rates going in the future? Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Steph, I would imagine like all interest rates, maybe up. Yes, and interest rates in the direction they are moving in is top of mind for egg lenders and their clients. I think that goes without saying. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. High interest rates have been an adjustment for farmers and agribusinesses. This is all according to Tim Schneider, the senior vice president of egg lending with Nicolay Bank. He walks us through how farmers are spending their money ahead of the harvest, how the egg lending workforce is looking, and, of course, he predicts where those interest rates will go. And it does sound like it's up. Yeah, no different than uh, than throughout the economy, whether it be commercial banking or, or retail or even the deposit side of things. Interest rates are climbing um, fairly rapidly here. And, um, you know, it's been an adjustment uh, for, for customers, again, across 
all the entire economy to to adapt to and adjust to this rapid increase in interest rates. I mean, um, you know, the Fed raising interest rates seventy five basis points at the last couple of meetings is 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 pretty much unheard of. I mean, uh, normally they're they're moving in in twenty five basis point or or quarter percent increments, and for them to have been as aggressive as they've been the last few meetings, um, obviously trying to stave off inflation has been has created a bit of a stir with uh, with clients for sure. Um, so you know, as we've been dealing with our clients, uh, many of them have been asking for you know, can I lock in some longer term uh, fixed rates now just to protect from interest rates rising uh, more rapidly? And, and we've accommodated that. Um, Nicolay has, has at least gone out to uh, a ten year fixed rate um, in many instances for our clients to try to give them some interest rate uh, risk mitigation. Um, you know, on the flip side of that, we we have had a lot of customers over the last you know two three years as interest rates were at all time lows, especially the longer term fixed interest rates that did lock in their rates already, and they're taking advantage of that. And obviously, that those interest rates are, are something they don't want to have to touch if they don't need to at any point in time in the near future. So, um, it's an interesting time. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to watch how the Fed responds moving forward. You know, the sense is that. At least from the things I'm reading, uh, and even our internal economists at Nicolay are indicating that they don't think the Fed's going to be as aggressive in raising interest rates the next uh, few meetings through the balance of the year, but probably inching up a bit higher and then uh, probably leveling off by the end of the year. And some are even predicting that we may see, you know, inflation restrained, and they may need to, um, you know, may need to start uh, lowering interest rates next year um, already. So it's an interesting. Uh, dichotomy or, or turn of events here in, uh, in in philosophy and thought process. Two sides going at it, whether or not inflation is under control or not. And that's, again, really the background on why interest rates were climbing, to stave off inflation. For sure. And they're, they're not certain they've done enough yet. But, um, you know, some of the indications are that maybe they have uh, threaded the needle, if you want to say it that way, um, at this point, because it's been a, a, a challenging environment when you have 7 8% inflation and, uh, you know, the Fed has to raise interest rates this quickly that they're not going to turn the economy into a, a recession. And some are saying we're already in a recession. Some are saying they're not sure yet. I don't know. Um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a, a fine line they're walking for sure to try to manage that. How does this influence your farm customers' spending? Are they putting off big projects like new buildings, new land, new equipment? Uh, and where are they spending their money? Yeah, I'd say to some some degree they are because obviously, um, you know, on construction costs, you've heard it time and again. I mean, the, the construction costs uh, because of the supply chain issues and the demand that's been in place for the last number of years are, are through the roof. So, you know, the, coupled with um, rising interest rate environment, uh, higher construction costs have probably had some people pausing. Um, we're still seeing some activity uh, on the on the construction side and the spend side. Um, I think also with the better to, better commodity price environment over the last uh, you know a couple of years here, uh, farmers have been in a position where they've had some maybe deferred maintenance on equipment, so they've decided that they need to replace things. Now, that being said, um, I talked to a, a rather large equipment dealer the other day, and and uh, I'm hearing this time and again is you know used equipment is is uh, off the charts from a, a price perspective, but trying to find new equipment if you want to replace something like a forage harvester these days, which is an important piece of equipment on a lot of these large dairy farms, 
they're they're impossible to find. And if you wanted a new forage harvester, you're probably out to next year before you're gonna you're gonna have to order one today and and you know receive it next year. So um, the whole supply chain um, challenges that you see throughout the economy, uh, the ag um, sector is not immune to it. That's for sure. Let's go to the bank side of things now. Do you have the cash on hand? Does Nicolet or other agricultural lenders, do you have cash on hand for these loans? Oh, and how does the appetite look like amidst uh, market volatility and, and high risk? Yeah, I think, you know, um, uh, most banks are still sitting on uh, ample liquidity, and a lot of that is still the product of the, uh, you know, huge stimulus that, uh, you know, the government pumped into the economy over the last two or three years. And um, Nicolet is no different. They're sitting on a decent amount of liquidity today yet and, uh, you know, willing to lend it to the right customers, I'd say. You know, we've maybe tightened down um, our risk standards a bit uh, with the, the, the potential of a, a looming recession. So we want to make sure we're, you know, banking the, the customers that we feel long-term are going to be viable and successful. Um, and I don't think that's, again, any different than, than most financial institutions coming into a potential downturn in the economy, but but overall, there's still adequate um, uh, funding available. And um, as I mentioned earlier, Nicolet has been been open to uh, locking in up to ten years uh, longer term fixed rates for clients, so they can uh, can lock in uh, some 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 certainty there. Tim, do you work directly with clients in your position? I don't. Uh, I have 16 ag bankers uh, that work for Nicolet that all report to me, and but I do, you know, get involved in the credit decisions and I'm on the committee to decide on, on uh, you know, credit uh, um, arrangements that we are, are pursuing. And then I'm also involved with um, working through with the bankers what kind of pricing we're looking at uh, relative to the risk on various credits as well. So um, I do get out on farms, but I'm not directly negotiating. Um, opportunities like our 16 ag bankers are doing with the customers. And again, that's Tim Schneider with Nicolet Bank, and we know of a Nicolet Bank here in Eau Claire, Charter Bank. And I've banked at Charter Bank for a long time, and now it's Nicolet Bank. So I'm a customer of that bank myself. So ag financing, and again, it's always better to talk to your ag lender sooner rather than later with the way these production costs are going and commodity prices so you've got your financing uh, squared away you want to buy fertilizer early you don't want to wait because uh, i don't think the price is going to go down the question is how much is it going to go up so again stay in contact with your ag lender 29 minutes after five we're going to stay in contact with our sale barn people that means rocky olson's going to join us from over at premier livestock Right here in the Withy area, 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's get to some markets on a Thursday morning here at Wax as we uh, move over to Withy right now. Rocky Olson's with us over there at Premier Livestock. And I don't know what you're seeing out there, Rocky, but I've had a lot of people over the last few days showing me pictures of bears. A lot of bears in areas that people are surprised to see them. You've seen a lot or hearing a lot from your guys and gals that uh, there are bears all over the countryside? Yeah, I got them on my cameras, but they're all at night. I got a tag, actually. Oh, do you really? So <laughs> what, what yeah. is that for? That for bear. Yeah, I know, but can you do it now or when? Yeah, yeah, it's bear It's uh, bear season for bait sitters. I think they're running dogs north of 64. Oh, so. boy. I saw one picture of a fellow that I know just out west of town there. 
he got one that was, boy, I don't know, over 500 pounds. Yeah, I see a few of them, too. I'm like, wow. Yeah, there's some big bear out there, and they're in places you might not expect, so be careful. I know they're probably within walking distance of some cornfields right around here. Don't think because you live in town you're not going to see bear. They're all over, so be careful. You're walking in my yard every night. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're all over the place. Well, we're not going to sell bear, but we're selling cattle. How's it going over at Premier this week? Thanks, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up here at Premier. We did sell over 300 head of dairy cattle yesterday. Uh, two complete herd dispersals, uh, several loads of top reputation fresh cows. Market was very strong yesterday. Lots of internet activity, lots of buyers. Uh, top Supreme fresh cows brought 2,000 all the way up to 3,100. We had one load of fancy Jersey Cross fresh cows, averaged 2,210. We had one load of top fresh heifers, averaged 23. 65 and several other loads averaging over 2,000 and many um, fancier cows bringing 25 like I said all the way up to 3,100. Uh, other milk cows and spring and heifers from 13 to 1975. Top spring and heifers 1,300 to 1,900 then blemish and lower quality ones 1,275 and down. Next week Wednesday's dairy catalogs we have a top herd of 100 Holstein tie stall cows. going to be a family farm for uh, all four generations. Uh, 75-pound herd average, and they've been 43 years on a full mating program and an AI, and they're AAA mated. That's going to be a nice herd of tie stall cows, and they're kind of hard to find them better kind like that. Uh, we also have many other uh, consignments of top fresh cows and spring and heifers, many reputation deals. Uh, also next week on Tuesday, now that's going to be our special feeder cattle auction. This is when the sales are starting to get pretty big. Uh, call, call and consign your cattle. The buyers know what we got coming. Very important there. Uh, we're expecting 600 to 800 head of feeder cattle, plus we've got a big run of bred cows. Uh, we got two good quality herds of uh, beef cows. We got Black Angus, Red Angus, uh, Herefords. Also has some other consigned Hereford cows. Uh, some of those cows having pictures on our websites. All those cows being bred Angus. Um, like I said, uh, Premier Livestock and Auctions dot com. Check it all out there. If you're bringing bred beef cows, you need to have them in Monday next week or by 9 a.m. Tuesday. Very important there for preg checks. Uh, questions? Call us seven one five two two nine twenty five hundred. Uh, equipment auction coming up November 18th. We are accepting your equipment right now. We'll take equipment until we are full. So bring it in early for best advertising. And, uh, Bob, that's the way it's shaped up. What about uh, horse sales? Got any of them coming up? Horse sales, yes. We got the horse sale coming up. Uh, we are... Oh, I should do a better job with that. But uh, we are going to be the 30th of September. All right. What day of the week is that? That's a Friday? Friday. Friday. All right. Yep, yep. All right. And then well, I think there's a draft horse sale in November, so I don't have right. the date offhand. So, yeah, it's all on our website. All right. We'll have lots of whiskers in the sale barn for that, huh? There you go. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And we're going to get to our weather next. Derek Dahlman is over in the weather room sitting in as Mike Nandria went off to get married. We'll hear what Derek has to say about the weather. In fact, let's check right now. See if he runs as fast from the uh, patio as Mike does to get back into the weather room. I sure do. I'm Atta here. Boy, Derek. Got a boy. How I, are you? I just watched you. You were standing outside, outside in front of some bush, and I thought, I wonder if he's going to make it. I was going to say, I've gained a little bit of weight since high school, <laughs> but I still got a little oomph in my step. <laughs> haven't we all? Haven't we all? Well, I'll tell you, summer's not leaving us yet, is it? 
Yeah, it sure is not. We're seeing those average highs right now into the lower and mid-70s throughout western Wisconsin. And, well, for today, we're going to have that summer-like feel once again. The good news is things are going to stay dry. We are going to have a mix of sun and clouds. That humidity will start to increase with those dew points heading for the lower and mid-60s. Otherwise, we are expecting those high temperatures at around 82. Going into tonight, besides a stray shower, I think many areas will continue to stay on the dry side. We'll uh, have partly cloudy skies, lows bottom off into the lower 60s there and then for tomorrow we are uh, tracking chances of scattered showers and storms primarily during the afternoon hours those high temperatures back at around 80 and finally as we start off the weekend on saturday more chances of showers and storms but more so isolated as we will see highs back at around that 80 degree mark right now no claire it's currently 60 degrees i'm sky 113 meteorologist Derek dahlman gonna rain during the friday night football uh, unfortunately, it looks like chances actually increase around that time. So folks heading out to those games, certainly keep an eye to the sky. Uh, keep an eye on radar and have the rain gear handy as well. Just rain, though? No storms? Or... Uh, there is a chance of a few storms. Well, there's some uncertainty, so we'll just have to All watch right. it a little bit more closely. Well, Luckily, no severe weather, though. We'll figure it out tomorrow morning. We'll have a closer eye on it. it sounds good. All right. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> yep, no problem. Derek Dolman over there in the Skywarn 13 weather room. Morgan McCarthy's in our newsroom next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the first voice in our newsroom is Morgan McCarthy, and she is up in Adam and with us. And boy, the tributes just keep coming in for Sheriff Ron Kramer. Absolutely, and everybody has uh, echoed the same sentiment about him being a great community leader and uh, really just one of the good guys. And I know it's going to be one of the bigger funerals we've seen in a long time. We don't have the details on those arrangements yet, but I will tell you that kind words and tributes, remembrances, they continue to pour in for former Eau Claire County Sheriff Ron Kramer, who passed away unexpectedly this week. Fellow law enforcement officials remembering him as a dedicated sheriff, but also a community leader family remembering him as a dedicated family man. And we'll continue to keep you posted as funeral arrangements and details are released. In the meantime, we do know that the latest update shows uh, an under sheriff stepping up 715 newsroom coverage with john demaster tells us what is going on in the sheriff's office now the county yesterday said under sheriff cory shalinski will take over for sheriff kramer he'll serve until the upcoming election or an appointment from governor evers he's a 10-year veteran of the sheriff's department he's not one of the candidates running to replace kramer in the november election I'm John DeMaster. We take a look into the political stage and a peek at the polls shows a political shift. The latest Marquette poll has Democrat Tony Evers maintaining a narrow lead over Republican challenger Tim Michaels. Poll director Charles Franklin says a three-point difference, though, is within the margin of error. Last time with registered voters, that was a two-point lead. But with likely voters in August, it was a four-point lead. So it's actually a very slight tightening from a four-point with likelies to a three-point with likelies. Uh, that latest poll also has Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson erasing a seven-point deficit against Democratic Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes. Johnson's one-point lead also falls within the poll's margin of error. Well, Coles is looking to cash in on seasonal workers. Yeah, already. The company yesterday said they're looking to hire 1,000 people in the southeast part of our state and around Wisconsin to help during the holiday rush. They're actually holding national hiring events as well, some of those scheduled for early next month. Coles has hired as many as 90,000 holiday workers across the country in years past.
And usually when you think of things on tap in Wisconsin, you think of a pint or two of the good stuff. Well, how about tap water? If you want to pour yourself the best glass of water, you're going to travel to the eastern part of Wisconsin. And Menasha says they have that. A panel of judges agree with the American Waterworks Association saying that Menasha's water is the best in the state. And you can take that across the border as they move on to the North America's best tasting tap water competition, which happens in Canada next year. I have it on good faith that you and your son will be putting back some uh, taps, but probably not the water <laughs> variety here when he visits you. We send it back to the barn with Bob, Jill, and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. The Big Eddie Springs. The good yeah. water at the Big Eddie Springs. Hey, have you had a glass or two down that way in Menasha? You know, I haven't heard Menasha for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody talked about Menasha. just not been on anybody's radar. When you said Menasha... I said, oh, yeah, Menasha. I haven't heard about that for a long time. They're so. making a splash well, now. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. It's yeah. good to hear. Take a little road trip. Make yes. it worth the time. That might be worth it. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Anytime, Bob. Morgan in the newsroom this morning. Hey, we got 20 minutes to six. Lots to do, including something neat coming up in Loyal. We'll hear about that next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Tractors for autism and disability. Something that happens in Clark County around the Loyal area. To talk about it, Liz Nikolai is with us. And Liz, autism, disabilities, we know the challenges that uh, some people have. But the organization that you've got there in the Loyal area, you got some exciting news. We have a ribbon cutting for our permanent location coming up on the 15th of September at 5 o'clock. It used to be the former... Uh, convent that's right next to the St. Anthony's School and Church, and we are super excited about opening this because we've been out of different buildings in Loyal that we just rented, and we just never had an area that we could really call our own, so we are super excited to be able to open this up and let the the children in our area have a, a place to go for after school and just try to help them out a little bit past the school itself because some of these kids need that extra help and we have some very very qualified teachers from the loyal school district so tell me about the the ribbon cutting and grand opening on the 15th what's going to happen again at the uh, former convent building there at saint anthony's in loyal what's going to happen well we're going to be giving tours of the building and we'll just have the, the grand opening ribbon cutting just some light snacks and refreshments and we'll have our team there to explain how you know if there's the children in the area which we do about a 30 mile radius how they could be a part of our organization and how they can get help for children with autism and disabilities and it's called tractors for autism and disabilities tractors were a big part of the organization originally you've kind of backed off on that how was the tractor involvement earlier on, Liz? Well, the tractors, we would have somebody donate a tractor, and we had somebody local that would restore the tractor, and then that tractor was used to go for um, raffles, and then that raffle money would help with the organization for any materials that we needed for the after-school programs for these children. And now you've moved on to different funding sources. We did. We did. We do more... Garage sales, brat fries. We have a children's shop that we do once a year in December. And all the money from that children's shop also goes 
towards the after-school programs. About how many students can you help? You have teachers, you said, from the Loyal School District. Now you've got a facility. Autism and disabilities. Children need that extra help at the end of the day or whatever. About how many can you help from that 30-mile radius around Loyal? Probably up to about 20, 20 to 25 at a crack. Are you full right now, or can you take more as we get started? We can take more in at this point, yes. Well, how would uh, parents that have children in that area with autism and other disabilities get a hold of you folks to maybe get their kids enrolled and involved? Well, right now they could they can get a hold of uh, Mary Lashen. That number is 715-255-8352. Or they can go right on our Facebook page, Tractors for Autism and Disabilities, and we've got a lot of great information out there and and how to contact us and and be a, a member or a part or you know if it, we're all, always looking for volunteers also so there's a lot of opportunities to help these children again tractors for autism and disabilities in the loyal area don't forget they've got a new location now the former convent in st anthony's but a big ribbon cutting and grand opening at that new location thursday September 15th at 5 p.m. And again, you're invited. The best way, if you've got children that uh, have those challenges, autism, other disabilities, get over there today to Loyal if you're like in the 30-mile radius that Liz Nikolai talked about and, uh, you know, find out how to get your kids involved in that program. But uh, great work in the community again over there at Loyal. Tractors for Autism and disabilities. Ribbon cutting tonight, 5 o'clock, over at the former St. Anthony's Convent. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 14 minutes before 6 o'clock, and we've got markets, a lot of sale barn activity around the area yesterday. Jill, where are we going first? Let's go to Barron Equity and hear what Amber has to say. Red cattle, high-yielding, choice Holstein steers sold from $1.30 to $1.46. Choice Holstein steers sold from $1.18 to $1.29. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from $1.17 and down. Cow cows, the top 20% sold from 89 to 97 topping out at 98 60% sold from 69 to 88 And the bottom 20% sold from 68 and down. Cow bulls sold from 75 to $1.11. Calves, quality Holstein bull calves sold from 75 to $1.30. Holstein heifer calves sold from 100 and down. Light and poor quality calves sold from 30 and down. Beef calves sold from 100 to 180. Our next sheep, goat, small animal, and beef sale is this Saturday, September 17th at 10 a.m. We are having a horse and tack sale Saturday, October 1st at 10 a.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you and have a good day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 11 minutes before 6 o'clock, 62 comfortable degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Hut, Ema, and Sparta Equity. Red cattle selling steady to stronger today with the high yield choice beef season heifers 148 to 156 with a top of 156.75. The choice and select beef season heifers 137 to 147. The dairy cross steers 132 to 146. The high yield choice Holstein steers 138 to 144 with a top of 150.50. The choice and select Holstein steers 127 to 137 with the unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers 126 and down. Cow market steady with the high yielding cows 84 to 94 with a top of $1.50. The cutters and utilities 68 to 83 with low yielding and canner cows 67 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 87 to 102. 
With a thin full and bulls over a ton discount at 86 and down. Calves stay sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from 80 to 150. The quality Holstein heifer calves, 30 to a dollar. The quality beef calves, 220 to 370 with the light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Thursday, September 15th for our special dairy and feeder cattle sale with dairy cattle starting at 12 noon, followed by feeder cattle at 12.30. This is Hut aiming at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get at it over at the Equity Stratford barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. You got a little rain yesterday, huh? Good morning to you, Bob. No, yeah, not a real big deal, but yesterday morning, a little light uh, sprinkle. And, I don't know, maybe a heavy dew or whatever, but... And the wipers on for a little bit yesterday morning early, so and it takes so long to get things going, uh, get the dew off the grass yep. and stuff. So we've got to hopefully today the sun will come out, we get going because we got hay to make today. So. Oh boy! Well, we don't want to hold you up because I know you're a straw boss that'll crack the whip on those boys. So I rather uh, doubt. <laughs> they just tell me what to do and where to go. You know, yeah, that mafia. You don't want to cross them. That's for sure. Well, what's been going on so far this week over in Stratford, Jer? Yeah, we're already at Thursday already. A fast uh, week is going by fast. But anyway, we're going to recap the sale from yesterday. Bob, I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A sale, uh, and this is a recap from yesterday, uh, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. Of course, we sell feeder cattle on Wednesday, and on the feeder cattle auction yesterday, uh, lightweight beef steers and heifers are uh, selling mostly from 140 up to $2 per pound. Your heavier beef steers and heifers uh, bought all weights in that uh, category from 110 the 157 and a half. Holstein line yesterday, lighter weight Holsteins from 118 to 135. Every Holstein feeder steers from 97 to 125. And now we'll get into the uh, market auction yesterday. On the market cows yesterday continue to be a steady trend. High yielding TMR fed Holstein cows and high yielding beef cows yesterday's auction and they were selling from 78 up to a top of 95. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling between uh, 64 and 77. Thinner, plainer, light carcass cows, 63 and below. On the bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls, 90 to 114. Lighter bulls, 90 and back. Fed cattle trade yesterday, choice grading Holstein steers are select are selling from 122 to 132. High yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins from 132 to 142 and a half. Uh, choice grading beef steers yesterday, also mostly from uh, 127 to 143 and a half. And on uh, the calf market uh, this week so far and on yesterday's auction, good quality bull calves are selling from 75 to 160 on yesterday's auction. Uh, with limited demand on these heifer calves, beef calves, good strong market on those, 175 to 350. And we did top at those earlier in the week at 400. And like I said, we are at Thursday auction. Start this morning at 11 o'clock. Sell market cows today, fed cattle, market bulls, baby calves. We'll get to those uh, after the lunch hour, 12, 1230 in that area. And do keep in mind, uh, our next uh, hay sale here at Stratford will be next uh, Tuesday. Our next dairy auction also next Tuesday. So, Bob, uh, with that, uh, man, getting to be almost uh, five to six already. So we better send it back so you can finish up what you got going. And you guys enjoy the day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. All right. We'll check on the progress of your hay and see how well you did tomorrow morning. So you enjoy it. We'll talk to you then. Thank you, Bob. You bet. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Yeah, markets are coming up. 
As we said, Synergy Co-op bringing us our market information. Board of Trade corn and beans were lower yesterday. Early harvest pressure from outside markets. Also, crude oil was up a dollar thirty-one yesterday, eighty-eight sixty-two a barrel. Overnight, December corn down three cents, six seventy-nine. December down the near month. September futures have been called. Now oats for December up three at four hundred two. December wheat three to four lower overnight, eight sixty-eight. November beans down a fraction, fourteen fifty-four. October meal up two seventy a ton at four hundred thirty-two dollars and thirty cents. Country elevator prices: wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corns at six forty-five with soybeans at thirteen eighty-eight. Doomer's grain of Holman, corns at six twenty-five with soybeans at thirteen ninety-two. Board are uh, looking at the uh, DTN screen. Golden plump corn today is six twenty-nine at Baldwin, six nineteen on the corn, thirteen seventy-four on the beans. Duran six oh nine and thirteen sixty-four. Mondovi corn six fourteen. Beans thirteen seventy four at Elmwood six nineteen beans thirteen seventy nine corn at Fall Creek six oh four thirteen forty nine for the beans at Osseo the corn is six twenty four beans thirteen seventy nine at Elk Mound six thirty nine on the corn thirteen eighty two on the soybeans down at Sparta six seventy one and thirteen ninety six and over at Ellsworth five ninety nine for the corn thirteen forty nine for the beans ethanol plants. Boyceville today, the corn 649, Stanley 628, New Richmond 626, Maryland Black Cheese, both sitting at 206 a pound. Butter gave back three and a quarter cents yesterday, but still record levels, 320 and three quarter cents a pound. September class three down to 1991, October unchanged 2161, November down four at 2173, December down six, 2170, January down eight, 2132. And again, still a busy weekend. We got lots of good weather going on, and Jill, there are still activities happening. Yes, uh, today there's a soil conservation field chat. That's today from 6 to 7 p.m. at the Barron County Demo Plot. That's behind Wagner Distributing by the Rice Lake Airport in Cameron. And this weekend, we've got the National Horse and Pony Pony Pull. That's at the Menominee at the fairgrounds. That starts Friday night at 6 o'clock with the ponies. Yeah, we'll hear more about that. Les Vol from down at Osseo, very involved in that. So we'll hear more about that coming up tomorrow morning so you can plan your weekend if you're into horse and pony pulling. So, again, lots going on. We're going to have good weather. Partly cloudy today, so we'll see some sunshine about 80, 62 right now. Get out and enjoy it. It's still summer. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.